My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. Hey guys, this is Jeff. I want to take a brief moment to talk to you about some issues that we had during the recording of this episode. Due to conflicting schedule, I really wasn't even supposed to be on this episode, and I wasn't on the original recording. Unfortunately, due to some software problems we had, nearly half of that initial recording was lost. So sporadically throughout the show, you might hear me cut in and start talking to fill in the gaps uh, you know, where we lost some audio. Uh, Jamie's done an amazing job with editing, so you may not even notice anything is wrong at all. And you might even pick up that the other Portal casters' original plan was to completely ignore the fact that I wasn't a part of the recording. So it might have been some karma coming back to bite them for that. I don't know. But either way, I'm here, and here is a somewhat disconjointed but still highly entertaining episode number 33. Hi, I'm Jamie. Jeff. Sean. Chris. And Bert. And welcome to episode 33. And today we are talking about the mysterious Marethu. Finally. The mysterious Marethu mega... Memorable moment. Memorable... (laughs) Nice alliteration. Podcast doesn't start with an M. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Microphone. Microphone. <laughs> making music. Muchly. Yeah. Member. Good job. Oh, no, that's not. <laughs> that was like the worst alliteration ever. Good job, Sean. News! Yay! Let's, let's, let's move right along. News may not start with an M, but... Starts with uh, an N, which comes next. It does, so it's, it's, a perf- it's a perfect segue. First off, we've got a, uh, a new little addition to the portal page and on the podcast page. We've added the Google Plus One button, which will really should help increase our traffic and stuff because it kind of – the more Plus Ones you have, the further up on Google search you end up being is really what it amounts to. You don't have to have a special account. You don't have to have a Google account or anything like that. You can just click the Plus One. So head on over to the page and plus one us. It doesn't work as well as like us, does it? No, it doesn't. No. Although liking works because I can segue again. I am so good at segues. You are. <laughs> because our Facebook fan page, which is, what is it, facebook.com slash Flamel's Immortal Portal? Yep, that's it. Awesome. I guessed. But we've got over <laughs> we, we, we've gotten over 500 likes, which is fantastic. People actually like us. It's kind of amazing. I mean, I figured by advertising the Google Plus One on here, we'd get maybe three, four more Plus Ones. I mean, and that's if half of you, all right, half's probably pushing it. If like <laughs> all of you voted, we get like five Plus Ones. I mean, this is amazing. And four of them are us. <laughs> four of them would be from us, yes. <laughs> so our one listener that's out there. No, thanks. the fifth ones are, are missing court. <laughs> We're not mentioning his name, Jamie. I, I didn't was... say his name. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to reference that someone's missing. Okay. He must not be named. 
But also starting today or on the 15th, which could be a few days ago, depending on when you get to this podcast. But head on over to the portal because it's that time of year again for the Oracle Awards. There's links for it all over the place on the portal, on the main page, on the podcast page. Links to it on the forum. You'll find it. You know, we've got our usual 15, 16 categories or so that you can vote on, and that'll be our next podcast. It's uh-huh. like the Humanities Choice Awards. Yes. It- Please go vote. Yes. Please go vote. <laughs> go vote. So for another bit of news... Michael recently uh, confirmed on the uh, the small secret forum the actual identity of the warlock. So we don't have to speculate anymore. And I believe – was I that was right? I can't believe that. Come on, really? <sighs> yes. It was me. It was you. you. It was Jeff. It was me. I was it was right. Jeff. You were, the, you were the warlock? <laughs> wow. Awesome. Wow. No. Machiavelli. Uh, Machiavelli is indeed the warlock. It is Machiavelli's book, and um, that's that's the official word from, uh, from Michael himself. And um, you know, regardless of you know, the arguments we've heard about you know s- the severity of their betrayal and and all that stuff, but um, yep, the uh, the warlock is Machiavelli, and uh, that's the book close on that one. So Machiavelli can't be the Enchantress now. I'm sad. I kind of was no, that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I saw that talk on the forum about no, Machiavelli being the Enchantress. I was really pulling for like, the look, man. I was like, really, guys? Really? <laughs> you never know. You never know. He comes from a different uh, time. I think it's going to be a wrapping up. <laughs> I was pulling for the low, t- the low tan, personally. The low tan? Yeah, yeah I wanted the, the low egg. tan to be the Enchantress. The, the egg. Blue, just the, blue, the egg. Yeah. The blue robin's egg. That's right. Not even the low tent. It is rather enchanting. <laughs> so that that might be it for uh, for news. A uh, short little little news month, but yes. Yeah, so plus one us, like us on Facebook, and vote for the oracles. Tell your friends to like us too. And tell your friends to like us, especially if you and plus like one us. And yes, plus and plus one us. One us. I don't think that's gonna stick. I'm sorry. What if it's like plun? They could just say plun. No. Plun us. No. One us, one up, uh, one up, one up, us. Like Mario Brothers. That's right, one up, one love. Google plus one us. Yeah, one up us. Uh, eh. They got to come up Bad. with a better name than that. Yeah, it's just it's not working. That's right. Yeah, sorry Google. Don't you know kick us off the internet. Emails. Emails. Yay. We got some. Oh, really? Emails this month. Thank you. And these ones actually have content. They're not just like, hi, guys, although we do appreciate hi, guys ones. All right. We love all correspondence. We do. You can send us a real letter if you want. Jamie, want to give your address out? No, I'm good. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Try it. That joke never gets old. Dang. 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 Uh, you can find me in such and such shadow room. Yes. So our first email is uh, says, hey, guys, so – only talking to the men. Just wanted to email you guys and say hi. I can't wait for the Enchantress to come out. I want to know what the ending is. There's so much Michael has to tie up at the end of the series. I want to see how he does it all in one book. I really hope he does a Scatty spinoff. That would be so cool. Scatty's my favorite character. Anyway, all of you guys are amazing. I love the podcast. Keep them coming. Until the next Legate opens, Abby. That's a reference to the show. It is. It, it is. is. 
We do have a listener. Abby <laughs> One. Abby is the other one. <laughs> well, we have at least one more, right? Because we, we have another email. This one says, hello, portal podcasters. This is Annika from New Hampshire. One of the things I noticed in the Warlock is that when... Oh, Jesus. With the names. Why is it always me with the names? Nearest. <sighs> All right. So I'm going back. One of the things I noticed in the Warlock is that when Nerys and Machiavelli meet, Nerys calls him the Kingmaker. Apparently, this is one of Machiavelli's titles. However, in The Alchemist, when Flamel is introducing Scatty to the twins, he also calls her the Kingmaker. We know Scatty got that title from putting King Arthur on the throne, so do you think Machiavelli might have had something to do with that as well? Speaking of King Arthur, in the last podcast, you suggested that Josh and the Sophie too might be descended from King Arthur. But if Isis and Osiris were their parents, wouldn't that mean that they would be descended from King Arthur too? This is a really long email, so I'll end it now. Great job on the podcast. Keep it up. Cheers, Annika. Oh, there's so many thoughts in there. <laughs> well, on the last one about Josh and Sophie being descended, that's assuming Isis and Osiris are their real parents, which I don't think they are, but that's a different podcast. Well, that would be weird. Like, they're real parents, these elder and descendant from King Arthur. I think that's a bit much. <laughs> a bit much. Just a little. Although I'm sure Isis and Osiris will probably come up in my version of Marethew's story. So I'm sure it all will. has to kind of tie together. A little bit. Do we want to talk about the Kingmaker comment? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't even I'm not remember sure the reference. Say. You know what? I didn't oh, either. Oh, I do remember. I do, actually. I remember the reference to Scatty, but I don't... I'm going to have to go find now, because I don't remember the, the reference to I think it's when Billy first meets Neris. And it a is. lot of people, you know, have the same nickname. Machiavelli Kingmaker thing was probably because... He had, he was like the advisor to kings. He was never. That's right. He was always a behind the scenes puppet master. So he made the kings the kings type of thing. Yeah, Whereas, I thought he was more of right an Scaddy's is a little more literal. In the warlock, it says, Nerys says, you're the immortal human, the Italian. Nerys' voice was a liquid bubbling. One, the one they call the kingmaker. Machiavelli bowed. That is a title I have not heard in a long time. That is what your master called you, the old man of the sea continued. So So it was likely back before he became immortal was when he was the kingmaker. And it was probably more of his puppet masterness. Right. Well, that's interesting. Because isn't A ten Tutankhamun's father? Are you saying that Machiavelli is Tutankhamun's father? <laughs> no. <laughs> They were pharaohs, not kings. This is a difference. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense anyways because that was before Machiavelli was born. So (laughs) (laughs) shut up, I'm an idiot. However, if he traveled through time... (laughs) 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 No, I think that that reference is absolutely to the fact that that's what he was known for in that, in the Medici court and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he was, no matter anything you read, he was, he survived where nobody else in his position, not even in Italy. I mean, even in, in England and anywhere that had that, that was any type of advisor usually had a really short shelf life at that time. So those for him to survive, he was able to, assist in not only making kings and queens but but keeping them on the throne as well so yeah it's an interesting comparison 
right. either that or he or he is Tutankhamun's dad. So <laughs> that was not or, what I would say. Or he is scatty. They're the same. Person. He is scatty. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to say he yeah. helped put Tutankhamun <laughs> on the throne, but that doesn't really make sense. So yeah, hate you all. Anyways. <laughs> Next email says, uh, Hello guys, love the show and just thought I'd send an email for the first time. But something interesting that I'm doing is I'm going to Paris next month and we'll be visiting our one and only Nicolas Flamel's original house, which is now a restaurant and the oldest stone building in Paris. So I should be sending a voicemail and QOM. Love the show and keep the good work up, Matt. Well, be sure to Matt, take send it from pictures. There. And send the voicemail from the house. Like when you're there eating, send the voicemail. <laughs> And talk to the server at the same time and see if they get them to, like, join in on a voicemail. That would be awesome. I'm not even going to try to do some French accent. <laughs> well, if <laughs> we had together. a real French person, Maybe. then it wouldn't be a try. Oh, come so. on. We don't need a real French person. You have me. And right. mine was perfect. Awesome. <laughs> the best French accent ever. <laughs> would you like to remind us of that oh, French accent? Oh, that's good. <laughs> you can listen to an early podcast if you want. All right. Yeah. My mysterious French accent. Ha ha ha. Oui, oui. Come see, come sa. Voicemail! Voicemail! There it is. <laughs> so, Good speaking job. of Matt, <laughs> we have a voicemail from him. <laughs> Hello, guys. It's Matt, our Deathmatch Killer from the forums, calling in again. Um, Alright, I have a question for you guys again. I kind of, but one thing I have to say, I kind of have to note that uh, I kind of feel like I'm copying Sasha every time I submit a question here because. Every time she asks a question, it makes me think of a question that kind of refers to her question. But anyway, um, if you guys could have any power, uh, like, I don't just mean, like, elemental power, besides that, since you answered that last, week, last month, like, necromancy or the ability to, like, any other ancient type of magic. Like, yeah, like, necromancy or random sorcery, the ability to manipulate time, the ability to manipulate physical matter within people's minds or whatnot, but yeah, and if you guys could have any ancient weapon, like any warrior's weapon besides the four great swords, uh, what would they be? So yeah, keep it up guys, and uh, have fun talking about Marethu. That sounded like a challenge to me. I was, was, being, kind of I was being distracted, I didn't hear the question. <laughs> the question was, if you could have any kind of power, like necromancy or ancient power, what would you pick? Not just the elemental magics. Okay. And the follow-on question was, if you could have any ancient weapon, Other than the or swords. mythological weapon, what would you choose? Other than the swords? Other than the swords. Vasily Zaitsev's rifle. What? The ability to shoot spaghetti out of my fingertips. <laughs> that would be fun. awesome. Vasily Zaitsev's the guy from Enemy at the Gates. He was the Russian sniper. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. I'm going to stick with the series and say, I kind of want Virginia Dare's flute. <laughs> That's not a weapon. <laughs> it is a weapon. It is incapacitating. You can't use your music as a weapon, regardless of what some rock singers would have you believe. All right. <laughs> and as for a power, scrying maybe? That'd be pretty cool. Scrying would be pretty awesome. I'm, I, I think uh, mind reading would be pretty... Uh, it would be it would it would be uh, pretty helpful for you know poker, being a scanner. 
That would be awesome. <laughs> to make people's heads explode? I think that would be so cool. <laughs> you, that would be like your recreational activity. <laughs> Just walking around looking at people and they start holding the sides of their head and shaking. You're next. <laughs> Do not anger me. Yes, I think I would go with... I think I would have to go with some kind of mind-reading abilities, which I'm sure they exist. Yeah. Mind control. Like telepathic. Or Time telekinesis travel. would be well, pretty Well, cool. I, I don't need it to go the other way. I don't need to implant thoughts. Although that would also probably help with poker. Fold. <laughs> Bet lots of money because your hands Your four up. and three are aces. <laughs> no, because on my luck, three fours would hit. <laughs> I was so close. What about you, Chris? I like the idea of telekinesis. Um, as for a mythological weapon, I don't know. Something with a dragon. Like, yeah, something with a dragon, but... Um, I, I want my I mythological power to be a dragon. <laughs> um, I, of Turn course, into not, a dragon. Uh, you know, I can't remember the... I can't pronounce it, but the, the one Japanese sword. Katana. katana. <laughs> not Katana. <laughs> just, just shut up. <laughs> mm. You can see the fists. Um, <laughs> I, I, I forget. I, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the sword, but it's a, it's a Japanese sword. Is it the big samurai type sword or the different one? Kusangi no Kusangi Surgi I don't know Yeah that one Perfect That one Yeah sounds good to me That one (laughs) That one That one (laughs) Awesome (laughs) It's a big Japanese myth about it so Let's see Mythological weaponry The Elder Wand would be pretty awesome (laughs) that mythological? (laughs) (laughs) Sure and I want the invisibility cloak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Elder One. The invisibility cloak isn't a weapon. <laughs> it could it be. Could be. <laughs> until you, it could totally Jeez. be until you until you turn like seventeen and then we can see your feet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could roll it up and strangle someone with it, I suppose. That's and they right. wouldn't even know what was doing it. Sneak mm-hmm. attack. Like ninja style, but then Scatty would come and kick my butt. So. Anyways. That's right. That's right. The ninjas are terrible. Mythological weapons. That's a tough one because Almus, the sword of Archbishop Turpin. Just because I like Turpin. <laughs> did you just Google that? Yeah. Did you I just did. Google mythological weapons and I pick did. a weird one? I did. I'm the Tongbori. The Tongbori, the Kusanagi. That's the one that you're looking at. The Aminoku no Kubo. Those are all <laughs> Japanese ones. I'm reading it directly. This is all true. The, how about Tizona, the sword of El Cid? It frightens unworthy opponents. Yeah, but it's the worthy ones. You don't. You want. You want the worthy <laughs> ones to be afraid of you, man. That's right. The unworthy ones, you're gonna beat anyway. Why do you need to be afraid? I mean, clearly this could go on forever. <laughs> I'm just trying to find a mythological weapon. Oh man, that's a that the weapon thing's tough. I mean, I I would lean towards you know Excalibur again, anyways. But I'm not allowed to have a sword this time, right? Can't have a sword, just not one of those four, apparently. I don't make the rules. Uh, <laughs> Matt does, obviously. Uh, Matt, you stumped Sean. Good job. I did. That's because I would pick a sword, and that's the best sword in the ever. Is got to be Excalibur, the sword Not of ever. It's hung around in a rock for like ever, and it was oh, so cool. sharp, man. And no, it didn't. Excalibur wasn't in the rock. 
Clarence was in the lake. Excalibur was in the lake. Excalibur was in the lake. Excalibur was in the lake. It didn't even rust because some watery tart threw a sword at you. Zeus's Thunderbolt. That's a good one. Poseidon's trident. Another good one. Catwoman's whip. Oh, wait, no. Medusa's head. All right, so I I think we should just say, you know what? Superman. (laughs) That owl from the Odyssey. (laughs) Jamie, Jamie, I think All we right. need to stop them. <laughs> Sean, would you like to that talk about this one's poll? I would love to. Poll! We'll have to Yay. try to think about Matt's question a little more, because it's just, that's a tough one. That was a good one. I agree. I would pick Marefu's hook as my weapon. It's a good weapon. What is Marefu? See how he did that? Let's segue again. Good job. Good segue. Um, most people think he's a Humani or an Immortal. You know, we sort of combine those, because technically the Immortals are Humani, and He's probably immortal, seeing as he's been around for a long time, but we figured we'd tie those two in together. And that won pretty handedly with 52% of the vote. Like 2% people wanted it, thought he was an elder, 7% thought he was an ancient, no one thought he was an earth lord, and 38% of you thought it was something else, which we Earth lords get no love. No, no. No love. No. It's not cool, guys. But he it's could be something cool. else. He could be the Cloverfield monster. That's right. I will say again, just like I said earlier, what all exactly do you guys out there in Flamel land think something else is? Something not <laughs> listed above? Yeah. And what exactly would that be? I Maybe think they'll Archon. say what Chris say. Dragon. Maybe dragon. I, it's a dragon. See, again, I think dragon is a perfectly am, acceptable response there. I'm right there with you. He could have Sean Connery's voice. Dennis Quaid could be his friend. It would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, we have one loose scale just above his heart just one above his heart and then some punk kid can ride him (laughs) named Aragon shh (laughs) copyright (laughs) god Jamie careful Katniss (laughs) so I I agree with the Humani portion of the answers I'm not sure I'm not quite sure he's Humani but I don't think he's necessarily anything else listed there, so it's probably the most likely response. Could he have been like Humani or Immortal, and or and then now he is something else? Does that make sense? Yeah, he's something what more I'm than thinking. that. Yeah, he's he's no longer I like the that. person who I think he is, but he yeah. originally the person I think he was. <laughs> That's so cryptic. Follow that. I'm so curious as to what you mean by that. I don't know what I mean by that. I can't remember what I said. You you don't know what you got. <laughs> Most you don't know what I got. Most you moment. Q O S. It's the quom this month. Times four. Name Linda Dorano one on the forums. The location. Look up. Oh my god! Wow. She's on my ceiling. Wow. It's impressive. Falling, like upside down. John, you have a stalker. The baby. That scares me. Don't say that again. All right. Wow. The response. I don't know everything. I just know enough. I thought that was kind of funny. Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It's Sean's right, motto. It is. I don't know anything. I barely know enough is my motto. <laughs> okay. Even better. Matt Giniette, or Death Matt Killer. I probably didn't say that last name right, Matt. You can correct us on the voicemail. His yeah, location. Corrected us <laughs> Matt, or Death Matt Killer. Location, Yggdrasil. 
Well, how how do he call us? Because his battery. Yeah, that's not. He's not doing too well actually right now. Actually, he's in the Yggdrasil. <laughs> that's true. Well, there is the original Yggdrasil and Denotalis, but I don't know. I mean, that's that's a long. Either distance. way, he's that in is big a, trouble. That is a long distance phone call. I want that cell phone if he has that working for him. <laughs> it's got to be a droid. Yeah, it's got to be a droid. Must be. An iPhone isn't compatible with Yggdrasils. Wow. They run mostly on Flash. Like <laughs> Matt's response, by the way, is probably when he's crying after the whole time in Danotalus. It just really stuck with me. After he kills all the ant poops. Oh, is that what we're calling them now? Apparently. <laughs> that was pretty uh, moving in the book. Because he's still human. Or he used to be. <laughs> he still has a human side. Uh, see, he, I thought he just or, needed to suck it up. But that's okay. That's yeah, just I agree. me. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up. Refuse being up. Yeah. Alright, well, anyway, so the next one is from Annika, location Enoch Enterprises Lobby. Run! Again, not Run. doing too hot. Like, why are the they shooting all these places? <laughs> You're burning! Water! We got people on ceilings, people in trees. People <laughs> There's in chemicals exploding. Chemical Enoch, Enoch Enterprise. Enterprise Lobby. Cops you are really, everywhere. You really do not want to know what those chemicals are, trust me. Anyway, her response is, I really liked the part in the warlock when Marethu made the chains dissolve. I nearly fell on the floor laughing. 100% agreed. That was like my favorite part in the entire that book. That was awesome. Yeah, me too. Our next QOM is from Kaya, and she is slowly floating upward in the cloud. Not the place that you want to be. Is that, is that Apple's speed. iCloud? I don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and her response is, where he and Aten are talking and Marethu broke the floor, and Aten's like, I really did like that floor. And when they're talking, i.e., I need you to portray your city. To whom? To me. I thought that sounded really cool. Especially yeah. in that voice. That sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. To who? To me! To me! <laughs> uh, it reminded me of the... Uh... Voodoo, 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 what? <laughs> Remember that in, um, what is you that, do, Labyrinth? Do what? That Labyrinth? Yeah. Who, you do, voodoo, voodoo? Who got the power of voodoo? Oh, <laughs> That's right. yeah, I do remember that. I was about to say, I think you're crazy, but now I do. do what? No, 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 no. Couldn't be. The power of Then who? <laughs> no, who's on first? Who's on second? Wait, no, what's on second? What's on second? I don't yeah. know. Who's I don't on third? Know. I, don't, I don't know who's on third. I don't know either. I'll yeah. tell you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I right, agree. That sounded cool. Next, Quam. Quam. Uh, Andrew S. And he is fighting with Dagon. So he must have. Which means he's having a game. really bad time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's hope he can hold his breath. <laughs> he's really not happy right now. That's right. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So he says, I think that the most memorable moment that involved Marethu was when he cried in the Vimana after destroying some of them. To me, this solidified the opinion that Marethu is a human, because it has been noted that the elders nearly lack the ability to experience emotions that strongly, and I assume that the same is true for ancients and earthlords. Many of the Marethu moments hinted at him being Josh, and all of them were cool. So either that was my favorite moment, or my favorite moment was when he blew up the floor. That's the, the best floor. part about that. That's the best part about that. <laughs> yeah, the floor is awesome. 
And yeah, so, I mean, I I agree with the Vimana thing and the you know the crying. He definitely has a conscience, and um, we don't really see a whole lot of that from the elders, you know. Except for like a ten, I mean, he he kind of shows a conscience towards his own race when he's you know he's talking about considering uh, you know betraying his his island to uh, to Marathu. You know, I mean, he's he's got problems with it, and it's his people and stuff like. He's got a little bit of a conscience, though. So. Just a little bit, just a tad. But bit. he does hold his. But he does grab his brother around the throat and hang him over the edge of the building. So no conscience. There's a kind of a, yeah, there's 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 kind of a you know here and there with that one. But he is one of the most human too, from that sense. Just from that one you know scene right there. I mean, you know, he's going all he's hanging out there, and and Matthew just kind of destroys the floor and just looks at the floor like, man. What happened? That was my favorite floor. Dude, Still one of the best. Really like Which is kind of funny because the way he values stuff like that is kind of the same way Machiavelli with the masks and stuff. And you know how right. you know there's similar the whole similar trait thing. Um, right. Yeah, which is funny because you know he is a uh, uh, where Loga, you know, in on Dan Tallis in his own right, and then you know, just recently we found out Machiavelli was the actual warlock. So, you know, they're his master and him are both are both warlocks and everything. So, you know, they they match up pretty well, I think. You match up pretty yeah, well. I never thought about it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah you see, you see what happens when you try to do a recording without me. You just wanted a chance to mention where Loga and make it sound okay. cool. You're so. right. <laughs> Prove he's the only one that can say that. He's the only one makes it sound cool. <laughs> where, where, Luga? <laughs> All right. So our next qualm, mom, is from uh, Jalissa, who uh, gets gets the award for the coolest place. She's actually in Texas. So we have people uh, floating in the clouds and fighting with Dagon and. And, you know, there are Enoch Enterprises burning, the Yggdrasil, which no longer exists. And she's in Texas, which is pretty cool. So, although that carries its own problems as Don't well, just being in Texas. Texas, just so you know. <laughs> Do not mess with Texas, especially get into that center area of Texas. So you get some weird stuff mm-hmm. going on there. Absolutely. Don't drive across Texas ever. Never drive across Texas. It's a big state. All right. Never, <laughs> ever, ever, never. Ever, never, ever, ever. Anyway. Never, ever, uh, never. Never. And don't stop at any houses that look, anyway. The response, her response is, when he cried about Danu Talis having to be sacrificed. P.S. She agrees with Sean. She thinks he is Josh, which automatically disqualifies anything she said that she agreed with Sean. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. But That's you know, he didn't cry about obviously he didn't cry about the island having to be sacrificed. He, he cried about having to destroy lives that he did. Whether they were just the uh, the Anpu or not, I mean, he still, you know, he still blew them up, and you know, that's why he was crying. Yeah, and see, I had like a, a, a you know, kind of going off, we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I think this kind of all rolls into who, I was about to say young Mr. Marathu, but actually it's probably old Mr. Marathu is, because I think him crying at that scene kind of meant a lot more than just, you know, the destruction of life. I think it has a lot more to do with it than him just killing people. So, but sure. Anyway. All right. Our last QOM is from Ben H from VT. I'm guessing that's Vermont. Just a hundred. I hope so. <laughs> or, or Vanu Tallis. Exactly. Sounds good. 
And his response is, it was when Marethi was talking to Aten. Specifically, it was when he said, my father, or rather the man I believe to be my father, taught me that every empire is ultimately doomed. I thought this was very interesting because of Sean's theory. Josh thought that Osiris was his father, but can elders have Humani children? Anyways, we know his father told him these sort of things because they loved history and civilizations. I thought that was pretty exciting. Again, disqualified. Disqualified. You bring up Sean's theory. Disqualification. No, I'm just kidding. That is a very interesting point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what obviously, is- if if you know, if we're under the assumption that that Josh is Marethu and that Isis and Osiris are who he's talking about, or Isis, or, or Osiris is who he's talking about there. I mean, he calls him his father, and we know that Isis and Osiris are, at the very least, great elders. So, you know, how do they have Humani children and, and things like that? That's that's a well, whole other discussion. That's assuming they are their real parents. Which yeah, is I mean, they could, I think a lot of us don't think they no. are. They could be. Yeah, obviously, they could be. You know, they're they're adopted parents, or you know, of the such. Kidnapped, you know. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, if I were great elders on Dan and Talis, I'd go looking for the twins of legend and, you know, try to raise them as my own children. Why not? That's Why not? right. Sounds like a good scheme to me. All right. <laughs> so, nobody said my favorite Marathi moment. Which was? Then again, no, no, but, no, but it was not from the I'm warlock. <laughs> <laughs> what did I you say? Because nobody cares. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody cares. No, mine actually wasn't from the warlock. I really liked when Marathi was leading them through the 13 gates on the way to Danutalis. I thought that was really cool with the whole Fibonacci sequence and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, not from the Warlock. That was Although he did have cool. some interesting moments in the Warlock. Uh-huh. He did. Yeah. Definitely. Chains. Um, chains was still the best. That was my favorite. Pans down. The Chains were my yeah. favorite. That was just so cool. So, no, I did just, too. Yeah, that's what I said on the last one. When you know, It was my favorite moment of the entire book. And... Obviously, it's my uh, favorite moment of of Marethu is when he just you know dissolves the the stone chains and it's kind of a tie between dissolving and and disintegrating the chains just just you know with a flick of his wrist and between that and destroying the floor because they're both very cool you know in their own right right but um, definitely those two are absolutely favorite Marethu moments. I think the chains is definitely close second for me. Yeah, chains chains were awesome. All right, well, let's dive into this discussion. I'm going to let you guys start with, you know, the whole Josh is Marethu theory. I know Jeff and Sean and Bert kind of agree on that, so go right ahead. Well, okay, well, on the whole Marethu is Josh thing, I mean, obviously for the past, gosh, I don't know, year, yeah, we've been trailing this whole, you know, Josh is Marethu thing you know the the big the big factor is with Sean and me at least is all of the hints leading through the series. Obviously, you know Josh hates snakes. He even says, "If I could make my own world, I would have no snakes in them." And lo and behold, the world that Marethu created, you know, has no snakes in them. You know his his startling blue eyes. We know Josh has blue eyes, and his blonde hair. Although you know it's, it, I think it is graying a little in the Warlock when we see him. Without his cloak on, it does say something about his his beard or his hair, both maybe, with a touch of gray. Matthew's an old man. Yeah, so he's getting he's getting kind of up there. I mean, 
you know, I, I'm I'm not gonna say much. I mean, I got I got some gray hairs. <laughs> I'm only in my low 30s, so I think that comes with children, though, so I don't know where he is in, in his age. <laughs> but, um, you know, the no, the no snakes. And then, you know, we got the whole comment about the man who he thought was his father, and obviously the man who he thought was his father was an educated man because, you know, he taught him of hist- about history and about how empires all, all rose and all fall. So definitely his father was – who Marethew's father is talking about? It was an educated man. We know from uh, from from the books that you know, Richard Richard Newman, being an archaeologist, would know a whole heck of a lot about you know history and everything. And obviously, we know that you know Osiris is Richard Newman, and uh, that would tie into the whole man who I thought was my father thing very well. So where where i'm standing from and i'm sure we're where Sean is also standing from there's just there's just not a whole lot of contradictory evidence i know we've got the the dark aura yeah that's one of my counter arguments <laughs> that that's that that is that's a that's a good counter argument it doesn't mean that he's not Joshua cuz we have no idea what ha- takes yeah. place in the oh. final battle on um on Dan and Talos, and we won't find out till the end of the of, of the last book. But you know, something extremely drastic could have could could happen there that yeah. that alters him. You know, I mean, we know we've got the change, the elders on the island, and things like that. So, um, and and we've seen this whole color changing aura thing with Paranel. And, you know, my big theory is that, you know, during the big battle on Dan Talis, uh, you know, Sophie and Josh are, are fighting uh, each other, and, you know, something happens, and, and Josh actually, you know, falls, on, you know, either dead or near dying, and Sophie sort of repeats the same actions that Perry did to save Nick and pours her aura into Josh, which, but I think she, uh, you know, does it a little, goes a little too far, forgets to hold back, can't, can't pull the aura in. Uh, she pours too much into him, and she herself dies. You know, she pours all her aura, so Sophie would actually end up, you know, dying at the same time. However, her whole essence is now poured within Josh. And we've got, you know, the two most powerful, you know, the twins of legend, most powerful auras ever sort of combined. So Josh sort of becomes more than Josh and kind of becomes Marethew. So he's like, he's no longer just Josh. You know, the two that are one, you know, sort of the prophecy kind of being literal. So that would be how, you know, Josh becomes uh, Marethew. Right. So, um, you know, just because we see someone's aura being a a certain color doesn't mean that necessarily that's exactly what the color is. You know what I'm saying? Well, my thing with... The whole Marethew is Josh argument. I mean, his description is very generic. Like, the blonde hair and the frayed jeans and the boots. Like, there's several characters that are described with the jeans and the boots. And, like, you got Billy and um, Blackhawk that are both described that way. I mean, blue eyes. Again, that could be Billy. The raggedy hair. I mean, one of the things I noticed about his character, though, is he's very sarcastic. And Josh is not. A sarcastic character right he's he's very just kind of there and blunt and to the point and sure it kind of i mean not i'm i'm using billy as an example not that i think billy is marethew but i think he ties in a lot to a lot of marethew's traits 
And I think it was funny because when I was doing this comparison, I actually realized there's a lot of similarities between Billy and Josh in terms of their likes, how they look. You know, they both hate snakes, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, I think you could you could almost say that on, on from my argument side that, you know, Josh, the, the Marithu is obviously a lot older than a 15 year old boy. Yeah. So he's changed a lot and um you know it with age and with things that he's been through and what he's had to sacrifice i mean you can expect a little bit of uh you know cynical personality trait you know to kind of leech into there to that and um you know maybe the uh the connection that he had with billy on um alcatraz you know kind of rubbed off on him too as well from his youth yeah so you know, from my from my perspective, you know, I, I could argue I could argue with those those points that way. Yeah. Well, and you could counter argue, you know, well, he's older. Josh isn't that old. So how did he get to that point? I think my two biggest arguments against it, or my two biggest qualms. Well, the first one is back in March of 2009, Michael confirmed on the forums that somebody had guessed who Marethi was, and at that point, nobody had guessed Josh. Now, I will preface by saying that Marethu probably has many, many identities, and they may have guessed one of his mythological type identities, because I do think yes. Marethu has a mythological tie. Yes. So he could still be Josh in addition to whoever somebody guessed. Yes. But I think, yeah, I think that, I thought that was interesting. I, I, I actually, I actually, uh, yeah, I actually found, I actually found uh, that I think what I think Michael was referring to Someone was talking about the hook as being like death's sickle. Mm, that would make so when they when they guessed death as being Marethu as being death because of his hook as a sickle. That's what I, that's what I think uh, Michael was talking about when he said someone guessed who he is right because he is death. We know that. I mean, that's what his he that's what Marethu means. So I actually think that's what Michael may have been referring to when he said someone guessed it right. So, it could be. I mean, I, yeah. I also kind of believe that Marethi is more than just, like, even if he is Josh, that whole thing aside, like, I think there's a lot of room for mythology there, and I think he may have many other identities, and there's a lot of mythological representations of death, so he probably sure. has many, many. Well, you know, the thing about it is, when we go through mythology looking for, you know, who else could be a Marethi character, I think the consistency thing that we have to look for is going to be the hook. Yeah. Uh, characters or persons associated with a a sickle or a hook or you know something of of the such, because you know all the way back when he was you know represented from the as the as the ancients you know represented him depicted him in the very center of their uh, hieroglyph like things you know they put the hook and that was his. You know that was d- signifying that Marethu that they had known him. So I think if we're going to look through history or through mythology of characters that possibly could be Marethu, I mean obviously ev- everywhere he's been, they they've said that he brings death or death follows him. If you go through mythology, you want to look for characters like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Regardless of whether it's Josh or not, I mean, I think that. In a path that Marethu is, is, or that's the kind of uh, specific title that Marethu is going to have throughout mythology. Right. I mean, I. The death 
Deathbringer. I think like so. I mean, I kind of agree a little bit with Jeff. I agree with Sean. I think I think he's Josh number one. I mean, I definitely think he's Josh. And and um, I think though that we get kind of caught up. I know Chris gets caught up in the time travel thing, and it's just not happening. And and all that, you know. And so it, it gets too confusing. And my whole thing on it is, you know, I don't think it's as confusing as everybody makes it out to be. Um, and I know I've said this before, but it's it's when you look at what's happened or what's going to happen in the Enchantress, I, I, I think I think we're going to see some type of obviously some final battle like like has been foretold. And and I think that that we probably lose one of the characters. We probably lose Sophie there. And what happens is I think Josh kind of leads into what you were saying, you know, Jeff, is that he is sub subjugated to this, you know, horrific sacrifice that kind of has to be made. Somehow the power from both twins go into Josh, he becomes super powerful and something needs to get changed. And so I think where the hook comes is he sacrifices, just like Dora sacrifices her eyes, he sacrifices his hook to Kronos or whatever, however that works, and or set his hand, I'm sorry, to get the hook. To, to be able to not only see but travel through the strands of time and I think that is kind of what we where we get so we kind of get back to this whole thing of him going back to, to fix something or why is he on Danu Talis is he there to try to change things or to hurt somebody or just to destroy Danu Talis and and I think it's really one of those things where he's just trying to go back to 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 get things right I agree with that because I think my biggest qualm with the, the Josh's Marethu thing is if Josh is Marethu, he's been wandering around by himself for so long. Where is Sophie? Like, where, you know, where is she? And I cannot wrap my yeah. head around the fact that this series would end with Sophie being dead. I feel yeah. like if Josh is Marethu. And that's Marethu, why I think she is. And this is the only way I will accept this theory is that he is going back and he's not the self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. He's going back to try and change what happened to his sister. Right. And I think that's the only thing that would upset him so much is if he saw all of this unfolding again. And if it is Josh, that's why he's so upset because he sees it. Like he's maybe he's done this many, many times. Right. He sees it all unfolding again and he's upset because he knows the outcome and he's trying right. to change it. And he's doing everything he can right. to prevent Sophie's death. And I know Chris has a problem with that because Chris looks at it and says, well, if he goes back in time and then how does he change it? Because then what happens in the future? And then it's, you know, and then you're cross-eyed kind of thing. But I think it's, if you go back to that point of if he's traveling through the strands of time and he's doing that, then it, it isn't a whole, you know, like a, you know, he's going back to the, you know, where, okay, he goes back in the past and he leaves from that strand. So things are changed in the future. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just quite simply, he can bounce around wherever he wants. Maybe he's made that deal. He's been, he's able to do that. Not only that, but we already saw that he has the ability to work with Kronos or to, to set gates up and things like that to be able to move around. So that's how we kind of get out of that whole, well, if he's affecting the past, then what happens to that past's future? You know, I think he can kind of bounce around and just keep trying to change it and go back and change it again and again. And that goes back to my argument then when we said before with Jalissa saying, you know, that he cried and Dan Utal, about Dan Utalis having to be sacrificed. I agree with the fact that he was crying for ruining life, but I also think it's more than that. I think the what you were seeing in that scene is the weight 
of what he is kind of forced to do. Look at how he goes through talking to Aten, talking to the to to all the characters that he brings back to Danu Talos. There's this almost inevitability to what he's doing in his voice. Like he's been there, done that. This is the one millionth time I've done this. Oh my God, here we go again and again. And it just, you know, if he is truly Josh, which I believe he is, the Humani in him comes out at that point, and that's why you're that's what you're seeing when he's crying. Is this just kind of overabundance of emotion, you know? Right. Well, and I think it goes back. I don't know if it I can't remember if this was the witch or Marethew that said it, or they both may have said it at some point, but they said that point, or it may have even been D, that point on Danu Talis, right before it falls, is where all the strands kind of started right. and then shot off from. So it would make sense that he would pick that point in time to try right. and go back and shoot off in some other strand of time where Sophie survives or where right. whatever he's trying to change happens as opposed to Dan well, is sinking in all this death. What, you know, either what he's trying to change or what, what he's trying to ensure will happen. Still happens. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, let's say, let's say that, yeah. So Sophie doesn't make it through the series for whatever reason or whatever happens to her. That's why Matthew's around and she's not. Um, you know, he. It, it may be. You know, we've seen the prophecy: one to save the world, one to destroy it. You know, if Sophie is the one destined to destroy it, and they realize this, and you know, she sacrifices herself to keep from destroying the world. You know, that's a sacrifice that had to be made. Right. And, you know, I think that Matthew Josh would be able to come to grips with that, although he wouldn't like it. But if it's if it has to if it has to happen then it has to happen, and that and he fits too. He is either ensuring that it happens again, you know, and he may fits. not be going back to change anything. Yeah, I don't think he's completely a self fulfilling prophecy. I think he does have a task, but I think he has an ulterior motive to that task as sure. well. I agree with sure. that, and I think it fits though. Look at that too, because I mean, uh, assuming for a second that we're not going to get this, that Michael has not written this series to have this, you know. Aha, Star Wars, you know, I'm your father moment with Marethew at the end, right? I mean, he's leading everyone to believe it's Josh. They already did that. They already did that with Isis and Osiris. So that was, <laughs> right, right. That was done, right. But so assuming that we're not going to get that with Marethew, he's leading us to believe it's Josh. I want I believe it's Josh. I think there that whole the whole point that when you're looking at that is is that he's right now, it's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. We've been given the clues to tell us that what is what D and Virginia Dare and Josh are doing, the path they are going on right now is bad. There's no more question on who's good and who's bad. They are on the path to being bad or evil. No matter who's looking at it, that's the wrong way to go. And the way that Sophie and the other ones are going on, that's what we need to do. So it makes more sense to look at it and say, Josh is going to continue on that path. He, We've already been told by... Saggy legs over there when she talked to, you know, when she talked to Sophie in the back that she was going to meet her brother, although it's going to, and Abraham said it's going to be brief, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense that Josh continues on this path, going the wrong way, does something so at the very end, blows up. He thinks he's right. And Sophie ends up the one having to pay for it because she's good and she sacrifices herself to be able to make sure that the right thing happens. And then Josh being the fact that I can't believe I lost my sister thinking all this was the right way when it in true fact was not, thereby is changed forever. 
And that's kind of that weight that we're seeing or that change that you were just talking about with Josh, you know, and, and how that's kind of weighing on him a little bit as he well, moves back. The thing about um, what you just said with the way Sophie would sacrifice herself or whatever, I think that if it was something where she was trying to make up for Josh's mistakes and right. sacrifice herself, I think that that changes the game because then all of a sudden I think Marethew is there to try to save her life instead of yeah. that. But, you know, with, with the way I spun it, you know, her – demise was a necessity and, and, and has to happen. Whereas if, if she, if she sacrificed herself to make up for Josh's mistakes, then all of a sudden it's Josh's fault and it doesn't have to happen that way. And then Marethi right, has a that's different true. mission. That's so true. It, it, it just, you know, there's different, there's, 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 you know, different paths that you can go down with that, but all of a sudden it changes Marethi's motives of what, where, what he's there right. for. That makes but, sense. Uh, so that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but but speaking of of Marethew and his his traveling through time abilities and things like that, I mean, you know, we 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 got from um, uh, Shakalaka there that you know the the magics aren't there is no magics, you know, there is no there's just your imagination and you you know you being aware of it and 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 doing it. So does it work the same way with with Aether and yeah, time travel? That's true. You know, well, Marethu obviously figured it out. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Like... There's not a doubt that he did. But, you know, it kind of seems like Agnes would be able to uh, manipulate what's going on and, and things. And, and if she could, you know, I mean, if 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 it's just as easy as as her knowing that the mag, there's not really any magic. It's just you, your understanding of them. You know, why did the witch have to give her eyes for that? Because it's the same reason then that we talked about when Abraham says to, to Shakespeare that he will be needed yet. His imagination will be needed. If you look at the series, I, I look at it like, yes, I agree with you 100%. It makes so much sense that it makes so much sense if, in fact, it is just that simple. It's just there's no magic. It just is what it is. Everybody should be able to do it. But we know that's not yes. true because if, in fact, these two twins – are the twins of legend, and they hold this power within them that nobody else holds, you know what I mean? Then it makes mm -hmm. more sense that perhaps they can do things with their powers and imaginations that even knowing what you well, what the way that it works, others could not. Exactly. Well, I think the witch's situation is a little different, though, because she's not actually traveling through time. She's seeing through it. So she's not really... I mean, she's using a different... She's still using time magic, I guess, is the best way to put it. But she's not. She's not really traveling. I mean, that's not a magic. Yeah. But that's no, not no, she's That's just not necessarily saying. a magic, right? Right. Well, and the thing about it is, is like the level of your ability to do that is what you're saying. Is that because you know the poor, the purer and more powerful and stronger your aura is, the more right. stronger and you know more capable your magic is going to be because right. of the strength of your aura. Like someone, you know, like a Humani like us would have a muddied collared aura. You know, we wouldn't be able to, that's why we're not able to do anything speak like that. You know, because not speak for yourself, yeah. man. Not me. Uh huh. Yeah. You that's guys keep West, thinking that. That's um, a West Virginia <laughs> thing. That's a West Virginia thing. <laughs> exactly. So 
So do you think Marethu has been chilling in the Shadow Realm for a really long time, waiting for no. Scatty and Co. to show up? Or do you think he's been jumping around through time? I think he's no, been no, jumping he, He's been he's been all over the place. I had this little theory that maybe he uh, can only travel backwards in time, and you can't actually travel forwards. And somehow Marefu ends up at the beginning of time, and has to live through everything. And that's kind of how he ended up up back there. You know, I don't have a lot of uh, follow through on that, or you know, proof or, or any kind of additional theories. I don't agree with Sean's uh, theory of him only being able to travel one direction in time just because if this if that's true i mean he would only have one shot at doing everything and he would only be able to do it once and obviously he's if he's this quote unquote if he's josh then he's aging so he's not an immortal yeah or if he is immortal he's not immortal for a very long time after daniel tallis Yep. Because he's 15 at Danatalis, and he's got to be at least in his late 30s when he's Marethio, if it's Josh, right? Yeah, but you, yeah, but you've made that argument already too. You said that already. We don't know what happens on Danatalis, so anything yeah, can happen. We don't so know what right. happened. But you're right. We definitely know that 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 he did. He doesn't get immortality on on Danatalis. Yeah, but right. the whole the whole thing about the traveling through time is that. And he even says himself, you know, I've been, I've lived through a millennia and, you know, different times and uh, strands of time and everything, you know, to be at this point. Well, I don't know that only being able to go one direction um, would have allowed him the knowledge that he needed or the time that he needed if he's not, an, if he's not a, um, if he's not immortal to pull off what he's pulled off. I don't, I, I don't think he could do it in one go. It's like if you guys have seen the uh, the movie um, Groundhog Day, right? Have you seen the movie Groundhog Day, Jamie, with uh, Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. It's kind of funny. But um, anyway, in in Groundhog Day, you know he we only see so many days that the guy lived. He, you talk to the producer, the producers are on there talking and stuff, and in like the mythology of the movie, he lived like like two thousand years. Right. Inside of that same day over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So he knew so much of when things were going to happen. He could, you know, he could predict, you know, what's happening across town right now because he had just seen everything so many times. So that's what I kind of think with that. If he can only go one way through time, he's gone all we know he's gone all the way back to where the ancients were. Was it even back to the Earth Lords, right? Yeah. So he's gone all the way back and. If he can only come forward, I don't think he could do and manipulate everyone and everything the way he has with just a one shot at it. Right. Especially given the whole age thing going on, you know, if he's if he is immortal, when did he become immortal? And if he's not immortal, that means that he's only been doing this, you know, 15, 20 years of his lifespan time. Right. Which actually, which I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think if he can only go in one direction that he. And would maybe be able there is some there. Map out what's happening. Yeah. And maybe there is some there because you know I, I, this sounds kind of lame, but we know that in different shadow realms, time moves differently. Earth is just one shot, or just one, a shadow realm. So, conceivably, sure. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that if he's bouncing around, there is the argument that perhaps he. You know, um, it is only like 25, 35 years, however long he's been alive. I mean, I, I believe he's, he's immortal, but I guess you could make the argument that 
if he's bouncing around, time could be moving slower there. So he could just keep going back and actually, in reality, be wasting the equivalent of a day of our time where he's, you know, it's been yes. 100 years. So maybe it's yes. something like that, too. And really, is he's not immortal. He's still aging. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think he's just been bouncing around through time, learning as much as he can, like picking up things here and there, you know, right. kind of like you said, like in Groundhog Day, where he kind of knew everything. Right. And then once he felt like he was equipped to deal with this situation, kind of is yeah. going back and trying to. Well, and, and we do the only there. problem, the only problem that I have, and I can see where Sean's only moving one direction thing comes into play because he can't, you know, sometimes he can't really do things over because there would be more than one Marethu in the same time zone trying to manipulate the same situation. But if it's a different strand, that's my thing. So if it's, yeah, it's, it's an different, entirely whole, different whole, strand. Yeah. Well, if let's say let's say he was on one strand and he did something wrong, but he needed it to be that strand. So then Got he'd it. have to go back and try to fix it. Well, then all of a sudden there's two Marethus trying to manipulate yeah, the same situation sense. two different ways. And, you know, you've got a, you know, a, a right. time space continuum rip tear. Text, yeah. Thing. yeah. Time so travel's tricky. It's time a cop. little tricky. Same matter um, so can occupy the same space. Exactly. So I can Sean see where Sean can say that he's only going in one one direction kind of thing. If he, went, <laughs> if he goes back in time to the beginning of time, for example, if he goes back to the very beginning of time and lives through eons and eons and eons of time, there was no jumping. It was one timeline. Right. It was but, one lifelong. One okay. lifeline. Uh, I, so that I, there was I'm no jumping gonna, around. You know what? This is I, I'm not. I'm not even. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let me just let me offer whatever you guys. Whatever you guys think sounds good. Let, now let me offer one other thing here. Let me offer one other thing. I'm not with, debating. With when you talk about the whole time travel thing, I get it. How it gets super confusing and stuff. But again, I when I look at that, the whole time travel thing, I go back to Dora, and Dora specifically talks to Abraham to. To Kronos, they always mention the same thing. They can see different strands. So if you just look at it yeah. like it's a series of strands, if he just simply can see all those strands and go wherever he wants, like he's punching a button or going whatever, then it has no bearing on where he is, where he started, or where he's going. It would be like you know us going one place and then deciding to go someplace else that are totally unrelated. So I just think if he has that ability where he sees all those strands like Dora, like Kronos, like Abraham. So you think he's more of an observer through time? I, and he's, different he's the doctor. And effector, more right. than an effector. I think, yeah, but he's, clear, think he's, he's like, clearly changing things. And so right then and but just, that's just by it. that fact, that, that, that argument to me falls apart. The because question is maybe he has not. The ability to change things. He has the ability to change things. He doesn't always have to do that. He has well, chosen what's he to do this. And he also he's didn't necessarily. He's other people out of time. And but he's only, he's only changing time, one thing. This time he's only he changing that, one thing. He's changing what happens on Danatalis. It's the only thing he's changing. Right, but if that's way back when, then that's going to ripple through. Well, it creates a different strand. Can't really say he's necessarily changing it because we don't know what, what originally happened. True. Because when he talks to the group, he says, you guys were all there. Meaning, it already happened. yeah, this already happened, and they are fulfilling what happened. He's creating a new strand. I mean, it's also, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I know Doctor Who seems to come up a lot lately, but the people who travel in time are kind of immune to the paradox thing. Oh, I'm the, uh, yeah. But but it's Christ. just, it, just take it, just take it, you have to, you have to take it at face value. Marethu, 
it's Arachnu kind of... has the ability to travel in time. He has the ability to change things. It's face, it's face like... val- but it's face value. It's kind of like Back to the Future Part 2 when Marty comes back and, exactly. and everything is changed around him, but no one but him is aware of what's happened. So Marethu is kind of the same. He's the only one who notices the changes when he time travels. But hey, and, and Jamie, no, that's no. exactly I how am... I look at that, though. Because what then if at that point, in, in just like in Back to the Future 2, if he then has the ability to not have to, quote unquote, stay in that time. Oh, my God, you bounce back. So now if you travel forward, you're going to be in this. Di- what if he has the ability to say, OK, I bounce back. I change things. And now I'm back or I'm forward. I'm sorry. I go ahead and I change things. But I can go back to wherever I want into a different strand, back into the original strand and try again. That's all it is. That's how I look at it. I mean, he tried it. If he changed it, now he says, oh, I screwed up. It didn't work how I thought it was. Let me go back and try it again in that same strand going back every single time. That's how I view that. You know, not like he's stuck in the one strand, you know? Yeah. No, but that's okay. Because I don't know. <laughs> but that's okay. It, it, you know. And that's, that's part of why that, the time traveling just – the time traveling that you guys are talking about is too much for me to process because I don't – I don't see it the same way, but that's okay. Honestly, I think, yeah, he says he's he's taken them back because they were there, but if they do anything different because now the last, whatever, 20 minutes have changed their perspective, then something different could happen in the future and could ripple forward. Which would cause them to never go back in time. Which would cause them to never go back. And so this is, and and it is, it's it's really why. um, Well, that's where it gets confusing, though. I tend to stay away from from stuff that's too heavy into the time traveling because I just can't process it. Look at at Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, believe me, even that threw me. But what happened is they went back in time. They went, then they lived up to the point where they went back in time again and took kind of the place of the piece. So there was no... There was no change. Yeah, I tend to think about it just like Austin yeah. Powers. I tend to think about it like Austin Powers. When he goes back and, oh, my God, I'm going to do it now. I'm cross-eyed. Well, but I mean, so here's the thing. No, no, no. <laughs> so here's the thing. Again, this is why I said it really doesn't matter. You guys can can ha- believe and have an opinion that's different than mine. That's fine. <laughs> nothing nothing you guys say is going to convince me. Not until I've, uh, until I've read the next book. It's just not going to happen. That, that's so, all. Do you think Marethi so we, 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 is his well, own person, or do you think he's someone? I think he's. I think he's his. I think he's his own person. I don't think he's Josh or any of the other characters that we know. I think. Do he's you think he think ever he, was one of them, or do no? You, he's and I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I, I don't. Do you think he's some kind of mythological person? Yeah, yeah I do. Like an elder type thing, or what do you think? Oh, I, you know, and I don't know, but I mean, with all the different gods and goddesses that from all the different mythologies that have been pulled in, you know, I, I think I think it's going to end up having been somebody, another name from some mythology that he's going to turn turn out to have been, whether it's a, you know, somebody, I, I don't know, because the distinction between like Isis and Osiris and and all of these different gods and goddesses that have come up and whether they're elders versus archons or whatever, you know, that's however Michael's figured that out. And so I don't know which one in in that scheme they would be. I think it's just going to be somebody that a name we're going to have recognized from mythology and it'll fall somewhere in the scheme that Michael has. I don't think it's Josh or one of the, one of the characters, Machiavelli or Billy or one of the characters we already know. 
a That's dragon. All. He's a dragon. dragon. He could be a dragon. Dragons <laughs> are magical. They could time travel. <laughs> so we've covered a little bit of who we think he might be, but what do you think he's trying to do? Is he playing a role on Danu Talis? Because he's kind of said he feels a bit like a puppet. He's like the, you know, yeah, think- he's like the puppet. He's doing what? what he needs to do type of thing or something. But do you think he's going to try and change things, or do you think he's... Like, what's he up to? I mean, he says one thing, but do we really believe it? In my theory, I think his plan, his grand plan is to save his sister. Is to save Sophie. And eventually, you know, save them both. Like, that's kind of... you you sure, like, I think saving the world is secondary to him. But that's, like I said, that's in my theory. I think he's there to sink Danutalis, like you said, and I think he errs on the side of being a champion for the Humani, so to speak. But I also think he has another agenda as well. But I think he's probably there to change something, like something happened in the past that he wants to change because he seems upset about what's going on. Kind of like he's seen this before, that he's seeing everything unfold again and he doesn't like where it's going and he wants to fix it. So just to straight up make the world a happy, better place? That's right. Eh, not quite. More happy for himself because he's tired of seeing death, which is kind of evident in his crying when the death and destruction starts happening again. So he wants to make everybody immortal and no one has to die ever again. Not quite. (laughs) I mean, imagine how tiring that would be. You travel throughout time and everywhere you go, you bring death with you. That has to be exhausting. Fighting for, is he trying to make the Humani or Dark El or like the Elders? Who's he fighting for? I think he's fighting for the Humani. I mean, he goes to A10 and says, I need you to betray your city to me. But the thing is, he's doing every, everything he's doing is fitting all these millions of pieces into his puzzle, right? Yeah. What That's if he right. needs to bring all these warriors back to Danutalis so that they can't fight in the present day? Brings them back to Danutalis to die. See, I think he looks at it, though, like... I'm just devil's advocating. I don't believe no, that at it's all. Not- it's just one of those, you know, it's... It's just kind I of... Think- I think he's gone back. I, like I said, I, and it's sorry, Chris. This is impossible for me to do without the time travel thing. You but think he's done it a hundred times. I think he's done it a, thousands of times. I think he's done it so many times. He's gone back and he's seen the potential strands and how it plays out. That I think that's why he's almost nonchalant about everything because it's, it's kind of boring. He kind of knows what's going to happen, and no, yet the piece of him that is still humani still wants to care realizes that these things that he's doing, he has no choice but to be the bringer of death. Because if he doesn't, things are going to turn out very, very bad. He has to set this wheel in motion to kind of keep things going that the way that they're supposed to be going. I think he's seen so many different outcomes that he's been able to narrow it down just the same. That's why he has, that's why he has the hook. I mean, he's been able to, he paid for the, the time travel to be able to see time and to be able to move through it so that he could have an effect and change things the way that it is, you know? Oh, the hook is another thing, because it's on his left hand, and that's where Josh's sunstone tattoo is. But Billy's left arm got destroyed by the Lotan. Same thing. Just saying. <laughs> and dragons don't have arms. Dragons don't have arms. <laughs> they have which are like hooks. So they, are. they lean that's to the right. left. They have dragons tails. lean to the left. <laughs> dragons don't have They have little stubs like Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> I'm a big, big dinosaur. Little tiny arms. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he had I love feathers. <laughs> Have you seen like the newest the, the T Rex had feathers and like the Raptors and stuff? All had no. feathers. They were like these brightly colored feathered 
dinosaurs. I'm like, I doubt that. Dinosaurs are just not as cool as dragons. So, I mean, you know, how could you be if you had feathers? And dragons, dragons are. I'll bet you they. I'll bet you there were dragons in Matthew Shadow Realm, even though they (laughs) they, they weren't. They were (laughs) total dragons. See, then I might be willing to visit. (laughs) No no snakes, but they were dragons. That's right. Well, if it were my Shadow Realm, it wouldn't have snakes either. So. Okay, what's next? think there's much to say about the conversation with Aten. No. It was pretty cool. I don't really, because that hasn't really developed yet. We don't know why Merefu needs to be in charge of Danutalis. We haven't learned that yet. He's going to destroy Danutalis like he destroyed the floor. That's right. Ah, I like that island. (laughs) Man. That was my favorite island. Jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So next time... So that was Marathi. Next time. Yeah, that was Mary Thigh. Mary Thigh. Yeah, if we keep going, this podcast is going to fall into a time vortex or something. We've right. actually had this conversation hundreds of times. And then, got it right. and then I might literally explode. <laughs> That's literally why Chris is keeps pushing the not time travel thing, because she is Marathi, and she's pushing us <laughs> yes. a certain way. Chris is Marathi. <laughs> she's Dave Elder. She's Josh and Sophie's hey, parents. And, and she's a dragon. Comments. And I'm a and dragon? She, oh, I like a that. Dragon. I'm like... With a with a with a with an ancient samurai sword that That's no one can right. pronounce. Chris is actually Michael. <laughs> I'm not sure to say thank you or to be Marethu is Michael. How about that? Refu is Michael. I think that was his original goal. Their names both start with M, it must be true. Michael's Refu miraculous moments. <laughs> Although actually, Michael already killed himself off in the book series, didn't he? So that's our Marefu discussion. That was my Marefu discussion. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've been waiting for that podcast. We know. (laughs) Big sigh, Sean. Next month, as we already mentioned back in the news segment, which you probably just fast-forwarded to to hear me talk about Marefu, but it's going to be the Oracle Awards, so don't forget to vote. The links are up on the main portal page and the podcast page. You can find them. Definitely remember to uh, vote for us on Podcast Alley. It's back up. It's working again. Fantastic for them. Um, just go to Podcast Alley. You know, there's a link on our on the podcast page for that, and it's simple. All you go do is you know put in your email, click on the confirmation email they send you, and you're done. I've never gotten any kind of spam or anything from them or anything, so it's perfectly safe. Reviews, comments on iTunes or Blueberry.com. Uh, Blueberry is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Not sure why they just they don't have to ease. Um, They're ease. Like they don't. Blueberry with no ease. Uh, comments, reviews, only good ones. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> you can email us the show at awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com or the individual podcasters at our first names at flamels-immortal-portal.com, including including Bert. That's right. B E R T. Uh, that's all for this episode so until the next lay gate opens this is Jamie Jeff Sean Chris and Bert signing off
warning, this podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter, resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. Marissa, many of... <laughs> I can't read tonight. One of the things I noticed in the world... Wait, wait, stop. Is there something going on in the background of some... There was like a whirring sound. I hear that too. Chris, talk. Uh, what do you want me to say? It's from Chris. It's, it's like an me. echo or something. It's uh, like a high-pitched something. Or... Um, sounds like a vacuum cleaner. No, you know, it might, be, <laughs> uh, might be time machine backing up my heart. Hang on a second. It's her TARDIS. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. Time travel. See, I'm talking about time machines. Here we go. Good job, Chris. You've gotten over it. No, not really. <laughs> we know Scatty got that title from putting King Arthur on the phone. Awkward Yay. pause. <laughs> we like awkward pauses. Yeah, no. Bert, you Listener results. <laughs> Is that me? I'm sorry. I'm supposed oh, to read. Yeah. All right. You'll you be the blue this time. I will be the blue. All right. Listener results. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll. I ain't ramping down nothing. No. <laughs> All right. I'll correct, do correct, correct you, the magic dragon. Like, tough magic dragon. He's go. the wish dragon. Maybe Marefu is the wish dragon. <laughs> Perhaps. He's Falcor. Oh, we totally should have done a parody. Marefu, the magic dragon. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Lives in the time <laughs> line. I don't know. And frolics in the Danu Talus mist. As, as long as part of the song was the was the head exploding somewhere. That would be <laughs> if you have any bad reviews, you can email them to Jeff at flamels dash immortal dash portal dot com. You can you can cut that. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I'm I was falling off a cliff at the end of that, just so you know. Bow, 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 bow.